0: Welcome to the Bayou City Soccer Podcast. Whether inside or outside the loop, we are talking everything soccer in Houston. Y'all ready? Let's get it. Houston, welcome to the Bayou City Soccer Podcast. My name is Rudy Segura and I'm joined by Cristian Butalias. What's up man? How you doing?
1: Good, good, good. How's everybody going? Well, I guess we're doing all right. We lost last night, but you know, Ah uh, man.
0: When well, you have to start like that.
1: well, I mean, viewers and now they
0: just exited <laughs> it out. You see what you're Bye uh, bye, guys. Welcome and,
1: uh, <laughs> back, welcome back, everybody. sorry if I brought it down, but you know, we gotta be realistic. But no, I'm doing good. How are you doing, Rudy?
0: Uh, not too bad, man. Also joined by Money uh Olivares. How you doing, bro? uh pretty good pretty good not trying to be negative that's
2: like christian man christian always bringing the negative vibes why'd you guys have diverse <laughs>
0: nah. people's bubbles man but yeah. uh we we should be have or we were joined a little earlier by dustin richardson el jefe so he hopefully uh he joins back up he's it yet i don't know his his headphones or something weren't working so uh and joey today lets everybody sing happy birthday to joey so Let's all do it together, oh, guys. There's, there's Yeah, today's is break. What, what this fool? Uh, all right, just, just because of that, <laughs> you you get to sing it in Spanish. Go for it.
1: Okay, so this is the thing, right? I don't know because like every country does it differently. I they thought do. for the long. I wanted to know yours. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mine is pretty simple. It's... que los cumpla feliz, que lo cumpla feliz, que lo cumpla el Joey, que lo cumpla feliz. Uh, it's yeah, bad, yeah, actually, it's yeah. I mean, it's pretty simple. But like, like I went to my wife's house not too long ago, and they were singing their Chilean way. I was like, "What is this? It's weird." <laughs> She's looking at me like, "What do you?" They say backwards is kind of what they do. Yeah, I don't know. How do y'all sing it in your in your country in your people? If if you could hurry up, that'd be great. <laughs> okay, never mind. She said no. <laughs> <All right>. But. <laughs> yeah the the birthday song that one can that but no you guys it's do it different good yeah a good this is great content <laughs> never no, mind let's move on let's move on but, <laughs> thank you by the way
0: no I, yeah everybody says it I'm a little man. different that's for sure but yeah. uh no man happy birthday to joey joey stats birthday, joey. um he wanted to be let's see we move it i'm telling you dude bro we move everything for joey Last week, we made it on Tuesday. He showed up. This time, he wanted to be in the uh, roundtable discussion for the Houston Dynamo. We're like, hey, they play on Tuesday. Maybe we record. Maybe we don't record. And then here we are on a Wednesday night. Probably get everybody hyped for the season. And he's he's a no-show today. But hopefully, uh, Dustin ends up uh, joining us for, for what is going to be a purely Houston Dynamo um, I guess, recording at this point, your stream. Um, but I guess, Christian, before we get too ahead of a man, we want to let the people know how they can connect with us.
1: Of course, of course. Uh, like always, you can go to our website. It's BayouCitySoccer.net, and that's where you're going to find everything, all the articles, uh, just basically everything. The latest one is Joey's rating that kind of <laughs> stirred up the pot a little bit with a, with a few ones in there. But you can check everything uh, that we do over there. You can always uh, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as well, at Bay City Soccer. You can hit us up there, you know, send us a message or whatever it may be. With your thoughts, comments, there is a a poll on Twitter that kind of, you know, needs your input. You can let us know, uh, you know, how are you feeling about this season? And then uh, on Friday, we're going to give out some results of what the people, you know, want to see or what they expect from the Dynamo. So go check that out. Uh, you can find Rudy at Rudy Segura 3, me at Chris Butalias, Manny here at Manny Vela 4. Uh, Dustin, you can always get at him at the Bay City Soccer um, Twitter. And Joey, uh, Joey Chavala 10. So you can hit everybody up there. Rodrigo, you know, if he's still alive somewhere, Rodrigo. Segura, Where the uh, hell is one. he, dude? I, I have no clue. <laughs> that's your brother, bro. I, that's my brother.
0: And yeah, I have no clue. Uh, which,
1: but is, yeah, which is sad by yeah by net. that's where you where you can get everything and uglyguppy.com for your, all your printing needs if you're out there and you need some prints done yeah i li- like it uh jeff,
0: jeff strong saying happy birthday joey uh minus an opening day that's pretty good and then russian of course saying happy birthday franco escobar so oh uh, there you go. <laughs> that, that, that's a good birthday to have you know uh Christian, I guess since we're kind of waiting to see maybe somebody else joins, uh, Ruchan mentions, uh, how are you feeling on Franco having his tattoo, I guess, uh, Messi, I guess, heading to Messi, basically, and his tattoo on his leg.
1: What do you feel I about? mean, it, that, it's a little awkward, right? Like, imagine going up to another grown man and be like, hey, I have your face on my leg. Bro, <laughs> like, I
0: didn't want to say anything, <laughs> but yesterday, I got your face on my back, you know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you scared me for a second uh, but no i mean hey let's be honest right let's be honest if if people came up to you and they were like hey by hey the way, there's dustin oh he made it back
0: we made what's it good He's alive what's up, what's up man what's up boys hey it's always a good round table we have dustin i think the, the people love you man so we have to give the people what they want man
3: as long as you can hear me, kid. I'm on my phone. So uh
0: we can hear you, dude. We can hear right. you fine.
3: All right, let's roll. Let's go,
0: man. But uh people want the man. Yeah, we're just we're just <laughs> singing happy birthday to Joey in English and Spanish, trying to get uh you know, the people getting a little hyped before we get too into the uh the full season of the Houston Dynamo. But since you're here and since we all watched the game yesterday, let's just go ahead and start with that. Um Christian, what were your feelings of this uh, of this first match? Just kind of seeing the team for the first time in a competitive atmosphere,
1: man. Uh, you can obviously and tell, like tell for sure that you know Hector Herrera is obviously a huge miss. Um, just not having him was, a, you know, a big blow in that midfield. Even though I think Coco and Arthur and and Reigns kind of held it down properly, uh, not obviously fully hundred percent. At the end, Reigns kind of messed up a little bit, but you know he's he's still kind of like a young guy. I guess we can give him some grace there. Even though, like Joey said, on his stats, on his uh, on his ratings, it is a champion. Like it's a you know continental champ like competition. You need to go out there with everything that you have. You can't just be messing around or whatever it may be, right? But I think we did we did all right. I mean, going to Cincy first game of the literally first game of the year. For us, uh competitive going against a pretty, you know, strong squad in Cincy. I mean, uh first place in the West last year. Kind of, you know, I'm I don't know much about them. Dustin is probably the one that knows a little bit more about them since he did a lot of more digging than I did.
3: I know, uh, I know they're in St. Louis.
1: Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, uh, that what I keep saying Cincy, I don't know. I confuse <laughs> this. Hey, you know what I mean, though.
3: It's, hey, it's uh... just
1: two, two white towns. Uh,
0: talking about Dustin, uh, <laughs> Jeff does have a question about Tim Parker. He says, "Are we still paying for Tim Parker's salary this season?" Oh, that's a good one. And uh, did we basically pay for our own loss <laughs> just, for your own uh, demise? Is that something you remember, man? I I, I know I had the. Uh, I don't remember if we were still paying for his. Contract. You know, I was
3: I was thinking about that last night when I, when uh, I was watching back some of the highlights. I was like, I'm pretty sure he. I'm pretty sure the Dynamo have a percentage of his contract through the end of it. So he and I, don't, I think he hasn't signed anything new with St. Louis. So I'm pretty true. sure. True. Yeah, you're right. Maybe contract.
2: Yeah, I think I think it was the remainder of his contract to 2024.
3: Our, like, yeah, it might be. It might be through this year. That's wild. See,
0: I'm going to try not to cuss, but you know, you know what I feel about that guy.
1: but uh
0: how, how did you like that celebration manny of him especially just killing it in front of his uh former team and i will add though he does not score many goals but i feel he every goal he scored has been against the dynamo lately i mean i mean
2: i i think i think he's just like i think I think all the the BS that Rudy has put on him, I think has a point to prove against the Dynamo. <laughs> like this is for you, Rudy. This is. I still you. have
0: that ball that he signed for <laughs> Cherry's Cup. If anybody wants it, feel free. Uh, I'll let it take <laughs> literally for it. free. You can take that thing, man.
2: <laughs> no, but like even the goal, just uh, I think I think uh, as you see yesterday uh, uh, the game, I think it was just uh, it was just rough. I think you know. First game out of preseason compelled leave and it's like a do or die game. Well, technically two legs, but like you know, you know, you have to get a result. And the dynamo per se they get a result, you know, they got no way to go, which counts a lot in this competition. Yeah. So, you know, if the dynamo win 1-0 the next you know, at home next week, that's it, you know, job done. Yeah, I you know,
0: think uh uh Dustin, you tend to be the Mr. Pessimistic and out of the uh, the predictions, I, I I was probably the one with the ugliest scoreline being three one. You guys hit it on two one um, loss, obviously for the Dynamo. But I mean, Steve Clark was just you know stood on his head on on most of that game, Dustin.
3: Yeah, it's it could have been a lot worse. Right before right before Parker's goal, Clark made like two or three big saves. There's two like right in a row, and then. I think he made another one on a dinner run, like when he cut in from the left side and shot from like the top of the box. And Clark dove to his right. And then right after the goal, he made like two more saves. So, yeah, I mean, 2 1, while you feel, you know, kind of pissed off that they scored late and made it 2 1, at the same time, and you look back at the game, you're like, "Eh, 2 1 was probably fair. Yeah.
1: They hit the post twice, too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's (laughs) true there's that and
0: was it all right christian man was that offside not offside explain it how for
1: that. i'm excited adjusting.
0: man i was not watching <laughs> it when it happened and i was like oh dynamo scored nice and then i looked back just to see who scored since i'm usually doing the graphics for the halftime i'm like where the hell did that go go like it was zero zero <laughs> I, I thought i was crazy but what were you thinking on that man
1: I mean, I guess I don't know if Dustin was to take this one because he's the one that basically explained to everybody. <laughs> uh, b- but basically, uh, Aliyu making a a motion, I guess, with his body that he's going to go towards the ball or play the ball. Uh, that is enough to be considered, you know, playing the ball, basically, right? I, if I'm not, I think it's how I understood it. So if you make any motions towards the ball, that's you playing the ball, even if you don't touch it. Therefore, whenever he plays the ball in that little jump with his leg up, Coco was already offside off sides and uh, <laughs> and uh, and that's where and that's where the you know the call was made. But I don't know if Dustin wants to add or correct it properly.
3: You see I, I corrected St. Louis's tweet when they said no goal offsides i replied to them it's offside <laughs> that's <laughs> hilarious but uh i mean yeah that's pretty much it it's one of those like it's one of those super gray areas now with offside like it doesn't it seems like you know when we were growing up watching soccer not to get all old man on a porch but <laughs> you pretty much knew what offside was right like if you were in front yeah. of like, nowadays it's like Oh, a guy's foot, and a guy's thigh, and a guy's toenail. And, well, if the ball's played, if you're you're interacting with the play, or if you're blocking the play, it's like so many different rules now. And VAR has, that was the thing that I think was the most irritating. VAR took like four or five minutes to look at that. Like, it shouldn't take that long
1: they' the, they're the ones that get paid to you know officiate the actual game and we were like bro we we Dustin already said it let's move on <laughs> you know it's yeah. like
3: you have to look at the play that many times and slow down and replay and replay and replay and replay like you just leave it
1: yeah
0: yeah I, I mean the best takeaway obviously was uh Kovacic's getting that goal I think he played very well. Uh, we saw, I, I'm telling you guys, I like him more than Bossy and that's saying a lot. Just the the type of movement, the vision and the passing ability that he has. I mean, he does some nice little flakes that we don't really see often with the Dynamo right now. Um, And obviously the, the ugly takeaway was Sebastian getting injured, you know, what 26 minutes in. Um, I didn't watch it live, kind of what happened. Uh, I know it was the hamstring injury, I think. That's what Ben told you guys in the presser. Nani, um, what did you see, man?
2: Uh, you know, I think, like, as, uh, you know, the, the ball was in the final third of the play, and, you know, the ball was trying to get towards him, but, you know, the the, the San Louis defender got to the ball, and he tried to run back, and he could tell, just, run, just getting back the ball, he was like, this is it. It, it, was, it was so... The worst part of all, it was a non-contact injury. So it was it was not a challenge or anything. So usually those are more delicate because, you know, non-contact, it's something wrong with the muscle. So it's a for hamstring. Sure. So it's going to be... He says... Ben says he's going to be out for quite a while. And kind of like... He's kind of our main guy, you know, that, that Pat and Tom and Asher is like, well, we're going... Make this guy our focus, and so now that's uh in the trash, and so we got to see how we go do the fun yeah. three
0: Yeah, no kidding. It, it seems like all the uh the stars were aligning for Sevas to take over, and then bam, pretty much going, goes nowhere. um yeah, guys, I mean, I think that's that's pretty much all what we saw yesterday, just a little taste before the full season begins. um luckily there is a leg two and it'd be in Houston 9 30 p.m if you're in Houston man you make it out there god bless you make sure you're not go to work or don't operate heavy machinery after the game please um I'll probably be there as well but it's it's gonna be an interesting one for sure um uh we did get one game right I mean it already ended what was the score 2-0 for Miami 2-0. with the season starting yeah um I Just want to go back to something that Jeff said, and he said, What are the odds of Lee Swat biting somebody in MLS? That's
1: <laughs>
0: I got we got to put money on that, you know. It has to be a, a, like a parlay
1: thing or whatever. Yeah,
0: if you get a 0.5, take it, bro. It, it's so gonna that, happen. That's the that's fact winning. that <laughs> it's
3: not zero percent, just you need to know. right.
0: Cellini Ch- retired, so that that could have been higher right there already.
1: That would have been funny.
0: That would have been pretty good. But, uh, dude, we've seen how many injuries the Dynamo have had, right? Obviously, we know Hector Herrera, is out, and uh, nobody's saying anything. The team is not saying much. From the video that uh, Hector Herrera shared last week, it seemed like he had knee surgery, just more or less, just from the way that he's doing the type of uh, – Uh, recovery session that he's doing the way that I even asked my wife, I mean, she's a nurse. So I was asking her what, what were the differences between the, uh, the uh, crushes that he was wearing. And because I don't know, because you know, there's the ones that you put like underneath your arms. And then there's the one that kind of, or just goes, I guess to your elbow and uh, she didn't give me a good enough answer. So I'm not going to share that, but, (laughs) um, but, but it just seemed like it's, it's going to be a little longer than we expect. Uh, then obviously Nelson Quinone is being out with a really horrible injury. We hope that he gives back to his old self. And now you're you're dealing with your striker probably out uh, quite a few months as well. And if you know Manny, the way you're describing the injury, I when I was like, younger I tore my hamstring, and it took forever to recover, and I didn't have surgery. So you know, it's a it's going to be one of those that. Not sure what the extent of the injury is, um, but I believe Dustin, you said by Friday they have to uh, be. I guess is it the status roster of the mid-way. roster? Not roster compliant, but is it? Yeah, it yeah, is. It's
3: compliant. Yeah, it's it's. So RSL and Miami were Tuesday because of their game first, and that's what all the you know freaking out over Miami's cheating cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> But the rest of the league plays Saturday, so they have to they have to be compliant with the league by Friday. I mean, we'll see what, you know, we get from the dynamo as far as um like game notes or an official roster. Um I mean, technically there's supposed to be an injury like an availability report too, so we'll see if that comes out, but that's really just gonna say out Hector to It's not gonna say like for how right. long, you know. So I don't know like you said it, they've been very quiet about it and very kind of secretive which kind of makes you worry a little bit because you know you feel like if it was just like a month or something they'd be like oh he's out for four weeks and he'll be back right um so yeah the, the longer he the longer he's you know rehabbing and, and basically not in houston like you know getting back up to game speed i think it's, it's a little more worrying
0: i agree and you know, just taking a little bit of what the match that showed us yesterday, I feel like um Ben Olsen, you know, set up his team well with the with the you know squad that he has. And then you take another again major injury, it's gonna be a lot of pug and play, and it's probably not the best scenario to start with. Uh, but one of the best things that he mentioned on the game or after the game was that you know, every season is different. We know that. And then, you know, you can get hot early. You can get cold later. So you're trying to just, um, at this point, just stay above the, uh, the waterline. And, you know, hopefully you get Hector Herrera to come back and, and all of that possibility of, you know, whether they use that DP spot. At the end of the day, I think you just don't want to rush into anything. At this point, especially as you continue to add in, uh, was it called in, yeah, people to that injury list? So it's it's not good for sure. Um, bossy, what's another one out? Uh, Christian, yeah,
1: no, no, I, I wanted to bring up Escobar because I think he's yes. he's also part of this injury list, right? And I think he I is mean, he
0: really injured?
1: Hmm. Well, I, I don't know. That's what they that's what people were saying. Mm. But my point is, well, Esquire, I mean, let's just get,
0: if the team trades for uh, uh DeAndre Jedlin, I'm gonna be angry.
1: <laughs> oh I'll, yeah, I'm gonna be pissed. I don't like Jedlin. I don't know why. I just don't I don't think he's good, <laughs> but um, but I mean kind of I, I don't know if you guys want to talk about this, but the whole Schmidt, right? You know, most of you guys kind of said that he didn't have a good game. And how much do we miss Escobar and how vital it is to have not only Dorsey on one side but like Escobar on the other? Right. I don't know if you guys want to throw some thoughts on that. Well, and there. same
0: thing with Tay Schmidt. I you know, he got this he was able to start. Yeah, you put him and Dorsey. It's a lot of like pushing up. It's hard to defend with with two win backs like that and uh, playing with a four. Dustin would know he's the coach, man, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it, it makes it difficult. But, uh, Manny, what are your thoughts on, on the question that Chris had? You're muted. you muted. Let me see. I got you. Oh, my God. Check. It. Check it. I got you.
2: I was like, uh, Dorsey and, uh, Tate are like two st- type of wingbacks that, you know, they, all their focus is press, press, press in the midfield and in the forward line They get you up and, you know, you know get the opposition like in, out in a counter attack. But what happens is that, you know, your defense and your midfielders is like exposed. And so, and so with that and Escobar, you know, hopefully it's just a one day injury or not a possible trade, you know?
0: Uh, hopefully he comes back if not maybe that know. was his birthday present. maybe that's what he wanted oh, to ask you know it, hey it's like off. pat i just have one pressing request <laughs> get me too messy <laughs> you never know you never know well but,
2: but i think the, the part of the question is is like okay if he's gone you know do we try back the stairs at right back you know mm-hmm. i think when we have more solid the stairs and maybe Dorsey a left back or even Tishman, leave him out there so that, you know, Steris can have that uh, balance in the defense and still have that cover needed. And Starris kind of when he played that, he knew he'd make the right runs, the right passes. You know, he was never leaving no one, you know, unmarked at the same time. Sure.
0: Dustin, you wanna add something?
3: Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it. Like it it just changes a lot of the structure with with Schmidt instead of Escobar it makes it makes Arthur have to kind of play deeper you know he was kind of invisible yesterday yeah he, he he couldn't really play in the midfield he basically had to play as like a third center back uh Sviatchenko was had a bad game just trying to <clears throat> he couldn't get forward as much you know because he didn't have like Escobar and Mikel to stay back for him so <clears throat> yeah not only is it sh- the way Schmidt plays it you know it changes basically the whole shape of the team.
0: Yeah, uh, we got Darren McDuff saying, is there any way to drop Seva's Seva salary cap hit if he's out long-term? I want to say the answer is no, because, I mean, unless he gets registered. No, I mean, he would still be a part of it,
3: right? They they can't drop his salary. They could they could get his roster spot if they don't register him, but... He, right.
0: The salary is still taking it. The- he's not going
3: to be out for the whole season, so he's going to be on the roster, you know, and, unless they...
0: Um... Yeah, and then uh, he continues by saying between that and Nelson, maybe uh, will there be enough flexibility to get someone that we think will make a difference? I think I think at this point we kind of all know that the situation with that salary cap, it's, it's pretty difficult to kind of work around. Uh, but, I mean... Whether it be Ash or Pat or Ben, have been mentioning how they, they have a couple a couple people possibly coming in. And we did see a bunch of the Houston Dynamo 2, you know, players get announced. And we know how they can use those players, just like they brought in, uh, uh, what's his name? Obafemi. Obafemi. Um, I can't think of his last name now.
3: Aladesu. <laughs> uh,
0: Oh, with that, so yeah, there you go. And obviously, Diego Gonzalez getting into uh, the game on Tuesday, but didn't didn't see any action. Um,
3: yeah, but uh, on on uh, Quinones and Ferreira, the the league actually released the roster rules for the year finally today, only a day before the season started. Um, but <laughs> typical MLS. But there is there is a whole bunch of stuff in there that's extremely boring, and if you're not a lawyer, you probably don't want to read it all, but right. you can replace a player if you put them on seeing injury, basically keep their full salary charged, but you can replace them with a player that makes equal to or less than what they made, so replacing Quinones wouldn't... I mean, you couldn't like bring in a DP to replace Um They have a DP spot, but you wouldn't get salary relief either. You would just have to basically tack on another player. Poor Ted. Poor Ted.
0: Poor Ted. <laughs> dropping out yeah. money. Yeah, that's for sure, man. <laughs> Dan Cardinal help him out. <laughs> but uh it was interesting as well to see uh Brooklyn Reigns get some hey. minutes. Hey, there you go. styling <laughs> Um get some minutes and, instead of John Gregus which um It it was good to see in general, I feel. I've been saying it for a while. Brooklyn Rangers needs to be, when he gets minutes, he needs to start either sinking or swimming. And I think, overall, he did a good job that game. So, um, it wasn't any of the Dynamo's best game. Maybe Steve Clark, just because of how many... I mean, it could have easily been 5-0 at one point. So, um, but... Wait, I guess... uh, you said that you can't replace Nelson. So you can't bring like another YDP if he was a, not, uh, what's it called? Uh, I guess part of the roster. There, there,
3: there's a lot of talk. We were talking about it in the Discord a little bit yesterday. I think yeah. there, There's some stuff 22 players and replacing U22 players. Um, I won't get into it all because it's extremely boring. But if you go to MLS's website, you can look at the roster rules and it breaks down everything. Um, but it looks like the the change the change this year is that um, well Nelson's not a young DP so you wouldn't sure. be able to replace him. Um, it's a
0: U twenty two initiative. Like right? yeah, like
3: it, it looks like this year they're letting you replace you if you have a U twenty two player go out you could replace that slot basically mm-hmm. that roster slot. So yeah, I mean if they can find somebody you know they already have what Aliu's U twenty two. Ginones, I think that's it. And that's it. Volch, that's wild. Voltrich Ali Ali
1: looks forty five.
3: Well, I mean, yeah, it's crazy because he like he's been around a while too. Like he played in Europe and he played in I think he want to say he played in Nigeria or somewhere too. So he, he's like been around. Oh no, no he, yeah, he well he came from a uh, youth academy. Then he played in Croatia yeah. twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty three. So he yeah, he, and he just turned twenty two. I-
0: I mean, I don't want to see that that player that said that or basically he was born because, you know, the paperwork (laughs) gets lost. He was born like a year after his mom died or something like that. Like it was in record, like say his or his mom died in 86 and he was born in. 1990, and everybody's like, "Wait, wait, hold up, hold up, what?" <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: it's crazy. I mean, some of the, you know, it's uh, because you don't believe, bro. Africa, you don't know, yeah, right. <laughs> He's a miracle <laughs> baby, straight out of the grave, man. He was born, but uh, yeah, I mean, whenever you said he looks 45, that's exactly what I thought of. Um, let me see. Any other questions? No, I don't see any more. Okay, all right, guys. Predictions themselves. Um, Dustin, you did a great job with writing some of our predictions and I was going to maybe use some of that and maybe ask like why you think that is. But, um, before we get fully into it and, and talk about the finish, uh, of what 2024 would look like, I think we can all agree that 2023 was like, it just went above and beyond. Right. I think none of us really dreamt of, it being the way it did for them to make it all the way to the uh, uh, conference final, um, obviously winning U S open cup, which who knows? So they'll play it again. And now, you know, with the season already starting with the champions cup and then whatever is going to happen with, with the U S open cup, which I mean, there's some news out there, but nothing official for the dynamo at this point. Whether they're be participating or not, we know League Cup is going to return in July, July, August. There's a lot of games. I think this is probably I think there's like about forty four games that Dynamo played last year or something like that, and this is supposed to be even even more. So, um, should be exciting just in general, just watching soccer for us as fans that we don't have to run around in the field, 90 minutes every other two days. Um, but, money. let's just start with you, man. Just your overall thoughts of, like, what this season's going to look like compared to last year.
2: I think, uh, first of all, I think our we're more hopeful this year. I think last year we were kind of, like, very pessimistic on anything, on any results except Rudy. Rudy was number four <laughs> on 2023. He was, like, on that. He was high. He was high when he did that prediction. So but uh possibly but, uh, but I think this one. We're... <laughs> it's
0: like no comment.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I think this year we we're more hopeful. We we're more like, okay, the Diamond can do something, but with just the preseason of and even this game, just a bunch of injuries coming out of nowhere and just the small additions, you know, they're I think the team as we saw yesterday, the team can do at least do something with the players they have. But it's just those, I think, off-the-bench substitution, like who can relieve and see how back the players can come back. But I think that's Ben says, you know, the season – you don't know how the season going to turn out. But I think with a coach like Ben who has, you know, ironed out this team throughout the hard process, especially last year and this year, he knows the players more. He knows what he can get out of them. Just building on that – uh, I think we're still going to have a good season, maybe not as high just because of the heavy bump rolls we're going to have in the beginning of the season. But uh, I think still, still be a good season uh going to play. I think we're, I think we'll, we'll go to the playoffs this year.
0: Yeah. I guess before we get too far into it, I'll just mention since you guys are all here and Christian, you haven't put one. So uh Dustin, you have the team finishing in sixth in the Western Conference. I myself have them in sixth as well. Joey, you, I mean, sorry, Manny, you have it in seventh. And then Christian, you didn't you didn't put one yet. So what are you nah. thinking? We'll start with you. What are you was, thinking I they'll was, end up in the Western Conference?
1: I was too busy searching for soccer players that play in the MLS for a golden <laughs> boot thing. Did I. <laughs> These mother truckers made me look for 10 guys. Out of
0: you, should, you should have taken the field,
1: bro. <laughs> no, I was at work. I was suffering at work. I was like, I don't know who to pick. I don't know who to pick. And then I would pick a guy. I had two, three choices, and then everybody would pick him. But whatever. We'll get to that have later.
0: You Corey Baird. I kind of – I don't – I, <laughs> I should have. Yeah, huh? should have. That would have been a good one.
1: That would have been funny. But – uh Man, I don't know. I think uh I was actually thinking when you were when uh, Manny was talking about how you predicted uh you really predicted the Dynamo to kind of come out in fourth place. And most of us in in you know in our group, we we were trying to be realistic and we were like, you know, we'll make the playoffs, but maybe towards the the last spots, right? Like maybe we'll go to that to that uh wild card round whatever and you know, just kind of fight it off, but we'll make the playoffs barely. And because the way that we see it or we saw it then, it was that our vision was obviously building a roster that will barely start competing in 2025, which is next year, right? And I I still kind of have that mentality. I think this year is is still kind of in that building process. I mean, when, you know, 2023 was an an anomaly. And I think this year, I think we're still working on that. I mean, that's why not a lot of pieces were brought in. You know, you still have to work on – you know, contracts from the past. Uh, just kind of rebuilding, you know, spaces and and kind of where to bring people, where pe- you know, let some people go. I think this year, we we let some people go that you know were kind of extra, and they've been putting in work. When I say them, like Pat and Asher, they've been putting in work trying to you know bring in some young guys. Obviously, all these injuries don't help at all because you know you want to build a okay team and then have an okay uh, depth to kind of help you compete with all these competitions that we're having. Like you were saying, we're going to have so many games and we, I don't even do anything, but you know, I want to see the you team, sweating, bro. Yeah. I i bro. I've got, I'm, I'm going to go play this Friday and I'm already hurting because <laughs> I haven't played for like three months, but yeah, I, I would say uh, also like seventh place, you know, towards the end of, of the somewhere between five and seven, but closer to seven. I don't know if I can say that.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: let's go six right in the middle. All
0: right, Dustin. I guess the same safe for you, man. The thinking six place, uh, obviously taking a little bit of a step back, just just a tad. Uh, but what what is your overall, you know, I guess thinking when it comes to this new season?
3: Yeah, it's hard. Like I was on a podcast the other day, and they were talking about predictions, and it's just so much like on how long Hector's going to be out. I feel like you know if Hector's out. If Hector comes back in like May and plays, you know, 25 30 games then they'll probably be pretty good like they were last year. I mean, they're still a very strong defensive team. There's still question marks about where the goals are going to come from, but you kind of had those same question marks last year, you know, who's going to score goals and they just kind of made it work. Bossy scored a penalty every game and
0: <laughs> yeah. you
3: know, it was fine, but it's just it's like if Hector doesn't come back till, you know, July or something then it could be a it could be a disaster, you know. They could be like in tenth or something when Hector comes back, and then you know they're trying to do like Miami did last year and have that you know uphill battle. And we saw how hard that was for them. You know when you're yeah. when you're stuck when you're stuck down there, it's hard to it's hard to pass teams and, and make the move. So I put them sixth on our thing, and we'll have an article about it um, probably Saturday before the game. You can read all our predictions and laugh at us. But uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's just, it's so hard to predict right now, what, not knowing what the heck is going on with Hector.
0: Yeah, especially, again, you keep seeing injuries. I Yeah, I think, and we'll get there, but seeing Ferreira out, you're like, shit, you know, that was who I was going <laughs> to put as my goal, you know, my
3: golden yeah, boot. To or,
0: yeah, exactly. And it's like, damn, he's out. Um, and, yeah, anyways, it, it is a little tough. And I think we all see a little bit of step back. But I will say though, I think we're you know call it what it is. Obviously, we follow the team. I think overall we're not as biased as people may think. We do kind of stick to what we see, and but I don't think anyone of us, and maybe even the fans, uh, think that it's going to be a giant step down, like maybe we saw Austin do, right? Or because whether. Um, the XG maybe was way more than it was expected from the team, and the way that they were able to put goals and whether it be penalties, the the actual um way that the the team was set up by Ben Olsen, I think it was great. Right, defensively, uh, they were very <laughs> down as a team, but like you mentioned, there's been major components, and we haven't even talked about like Luis Caicedo, which was the guy that came in and. He had a specific role and he did it. And, you know, I don't think we have anybody right now that can come in and do that as needed. Um, let me see. Let me, I had the thing open. Okay. Uh, then going into, yeah, going, like I said, about Ferreira, Dynamo top scorer. Uh, I put Ali, you. Dustin, you put Ali, you. And money, you put Bossy and Christian didn't put anybody again on this one, which is fine. I, I'm assuming that's going to be the the thing there. But th- same thing, I I was going to go for Rada, and just because we got you, you know, we we decided to do the predictions. I think it was yesterday when right before the or right after the injury, or right it was like
3: yesterday was, afternoon, like we started it. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're like you, you can't put for Rada anymore at this point, right? It's yeah, you can. I mean,
3: you can't because like. Like, like Ben said, he's going to be out for, I think he said quite a while was his quote or something, which makes you think, like, oh, crap, that's, you know, month or two, which is quite a lot of time. Because, yeah. And it's then, like you t- know, if you, if it's an hamstring or something, you know, those are the kind of things that nag you throughout a season. Right. Uh, especially Ferrer, he hasn't played a lot. So, like, you know, having the fitness and the stamina, it built up, like, it, he seemed to be you know progressing really well in the preseason and then and this happens and it's like damn you know like it felt yeah. like you were finally getting back to like all right we got a dp number nine he back was, yeah he's
0: scoring during the preseason he looked like exactly. he was fit yeah it's crazy
3: yeah so it's crazy. yeah it's like it you i feel like there was only two choices he's either bossy or Ali. <laughs> Ollie- <laughs> who else is i mean honestly, yeah we don't have cory barrett anymore Right, like if you think about it, who else is going to score? Now, obviously, Kowalczyk scored yesterday, so he's probably a guy that would um, is going to get some goals. But you know, outside them three, and then maybe Coco, you know, who else is even going to score some goals? Hard to, it's hard to find anybody.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. I guess Christian, man. So you you didn't pick anyone. So Ali, you or Bossy at this point?
3: <laughs> I mean,
1: Ali, you is. Should be the the most obvious choice, right? Unless you get PKs PK's up the up the Wahoo,
3: yeah. Especially if and they move the got... center forward now, like as a nine, which yeah. they did. You know, when Sebas got hurt, if he's yeah. going to number nine, it's you know, it's basically going to have to be him. Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah, and so last year, I think uh, one thing that was very resounding from everyone was uh, the who we thought the MVP was going to be, and Hector Herrera, I believe, was the one that we all talked about. You know, I personally remember saying if he has more than 10 assists, then the Dynamo will make the playoffs. That's basically what happened. I mean, obviously he stood he he did such a great uh, or had himself such a great season. Really an MVP caliber. I, I can't believe he didn't make that like that top three, top five. He should have been in there just for how um how much he did and how much he turned around uh, a really bad team uh, from the year before, but looking at at the sheet that we have, man, we nobody picked Herrera and obvious uh, reasons. So I myself, I picked Steve Clark. I just feel that even last year he kept the Dynamo in plenty of games that maybe bossy ends up scoring the winner off a of PK. But uh that was my pick. Money, you have Dorsey in there. And then uh Dustin, you picked Coco. So let's start with uh, let's start with you, Money. Uh, why you pick Dorsey and what are you expecting for him to be the the MVP of the team?
2: I think you know, uh, I think looking at the roster, how it is in the final third, it's gonna be the hardest position, I think, to see, like, OK, where is the magic or the spark coming from? And I feel like just like yesterday's game with Dorsey and how Dorsey's form was yesterday, you know, uh, have his commandment on the right flank, just running through, getting through an open space and getting the, you know, the crosses in it and even some shots at. I think, you know, if he, after the confidence that Ben and the contract, of course, but just to push him just a little bit more, I think that right flank and that opportunity for scoring, I think Dorsey is going to have a real huge impact with the absences that we have. And I feel like if he continues that, if he grows and get more assists, I think he will change the, the dynamic of the dynamo as in getting more goals into the net and having more of a, uh, more an attacking threat uh, more than he is right now.
0: Then, going into Dustin now, uh, you picked Coco Carrasquilla, obviously, within sometime early this week, if I'm not mistaken. We found out that he gets a contract extension. New contract for the Panamanian goes all the way to 2025 with, I believe, a club option for 26 and 27. Um, What are your thoughts on that? I get to begin with, since we we didn't have a touch on it, on just him staying and and what will it take for him to be the MVP for the team?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think you Know giving him a new contract obviously makes sure he doesn't walk for free. You know, when his contract was going to end, I think it was this coming summer or next uh, upcoming off season, yeah. So. I
0: think it was in the yeah, I think it was in the summer, like
3: next January, maybe. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't mean like he's going to stay with the dynamo till 2027. You know, we've seen that with guys across Europe, you know, they get new contracts, then they get sold a year later. Um, so yeah you can still transfer them but it just gives you a little more uh, negotiating power now cuz um you don't you don't have to feel like you're just having to take something an offer because he's going to leave anyway kind of thing now you you know you know you can wait until you get basically exactly what you want um but as far as coco being the mvp i just feel like yeah, you're going to kind of have to just let coco be coco and I, what i mean is like he's going to kind of have to run the show with Hector out. Like we saw how vital their midfield was last year with, with Hector and Hector basically doing everything right. Like it was Hector taking corners, Hector taking free kicks, Hector, you know, going to get the ball back from the defenders, Hector getting into the box on the attacking Hector, getting all these assists. So I just think somebody's going to have to fill Hector's role and hopefully it's Hector. Right. (laughs) and, And not too long, but, um, in the meantime, like I, I hope I would like to see the the Panama version of Coco. You know, the one we see in uh, yeah. Where's the red and white for Panama? He's like a machine. He won. He won best player at the Gold Cup last year. You know, if you watch the Gold Cup, you're like, this guy's incredible. Mm-hmm. And then Dynamo fans are like, where's is, where's is this where's this Coco? Why can't right. we have this Coco? So I feel like you kind of just have to let him turn into panama coco where he just is the man and he does everything
0: yeah i mean we and and if he has a really good season which is obviously what the dynamo are looking at with this new contract extension then you can probably will see him leave in the summer or i mean you would hope he leaves in the summer just because you, you'll probably get more and, and a better deal And if he left in in january of course so after the season but with so many injuries you you kind of do see like a a blessing in disguise of like okay we have coco like you don't feel as bad with ector being out and it was good to see him play um a little further down and not out wide uh on when or tuesday sorry so that that's a little silver lining i guess at the end of it and christian um then in your case, man, again you haven't picked a, an MVP, so who you're thinking that it would be the uh, Dynamo MVP in 2024,
1: and and why? So I'm I'm really leaning towards the Coco as well, um, and you know, kind of piggybacking. Pace. What...
0: Bro, you're not going no, to cheat yeah. from people's homeworks, man.
1: <laughs> I mean, um, let's be honest, there's not a lot of options. <laughs> <laughs> there's not a lot of options. Uh, but no, I was, you know, before uh, Dustin kind of said what he said, I was thinking the same thing. You know, th- there's going to be, and it's funny because I was thinking also uh, of how much, like, you know, Pat was talking about he has a number for Coco that he wants to sell him at. And, you know, I've been saying for the longest that maybe Coco doesn't fit that number. Maybe he's in the lower tax bracket than maybe Pat wants him to be at. And you know, obviously, that's my opinion. He has this. They're trying to sell him
0: like, well, I was gonna say like a Brazilian, but a Brazilian you can probably get pretty cheap still, you know, for the same age type of thing. So yeah,
1: yeah, no, (laughs) I mean, for me, Coco is like a four million dollar player. I think that's how much we paid for him. Mm. You know, I don't, I don't know numbers, but obviously, but I think that that's how much we paid for him. So I think you know, going four or five should be good enough. Uh, but obviously I think they're looking more 7-8 if 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 my head doesn't fail me. But um but yeah, Coco, I mean Coco, it's should be the player to you know that that needs to step up. I mean uh, when you don't have Achacha in the midfield, he has to run it. You need somebody to be creative, you need somebody to put up passes, you need somebody to take care of the ball uh the, the same way Achacha does it. I mean, we know that Achacha is the most important piece in in the whole team maybe. And without him being there, Coco's going to have to step up and, you know, like he was saying, be that Panamanian Coco, you know, the Coco from Panada. And, and you know, just kind of be the heart and soul of where the ball goes. You know, we, we like to look at those heat maps or past maps or whatever, those maps that, you know, Dustin and Joey look at all the time. And... Coco has to be where you know you you're MLS
0: are. sickos, that's what I was thinking. I, was like, <laughs> yeah. ah, I just I'm like just looking at the map and like rubbing the map and stuff. It's like, goddamn, <laughs> rubbing
1: go? the map <laughs> that's weird. Uh, but no, yeah, but like when you look at those past charts, I think Coco has to be where the ball kind of goes through the most if you want to be mm-hmm. a successful team in the dynamo. Um, Kowalczyk, I think, could possibly maybe do some damage. I don't think you know most valuable player for the team, mm-hmm. but I think he's he can pan out to be something really interesting. But Coco for the talent that we know he has already and the stuff that he has done with national team, I think the the whole getting best player of the gold cup kind of put a target on his back in a way, you know, a good target in the fact that we know what to expect. So that's what we want to see in the club, you know, realm as well, not only in the international. And and like we were saying. Coco wants to move to Europe, and he has to prove that he's worth the money that they want, you know, for him. So I think he's also not pressure, but, you know, a good healthy pressure to be like, hey, I'm the man now. I want to, you know, further my career. He's only, what, 24, which is wild too because he also looks like 36. And and it's like, okay, well, you know, he's still young. He still has a few years that he could put up, you know, in Europe. In La Liga, somewhere you know, a Sevilla or you know, not a top tier Barcelona team or Real Madrid, but I can see, I mean, on the Betis or you know, a club like that, you know, yeah. just kind of killing it over there, and it's doable for sure. Um, I thank you d- for coming to my TED talk. Hey,
0: was it good? It was yeah. Uh-huh. Let's take it all in. Um. Man, I think, I think that, that's more than enough on the uh, season preview. I mean, we will go weekly on each game, but let's go ahead and finish off talking about the game on Saturday, man, the home opener. Uh, but Ruchan does say something real fast. He said about is it bad luck or bad form that there's so many injuries? I think it's probably bad luck. I, I don't think it's necessarily bad form, but yeah. if you think about it, the Dynamo were really lucky last year. There's only like two injuries with tay schmidt and uh teenager davy with his broken leg and that was it you know the other guy is never healthy yeah very very healthy team so sometimes you just need a little adversity unwanted for sure but that's kind of where where is at. but it's important when times like that come because again you are able to be flexible and play other you know hungry players to see if they're good or not, you know. I've always said that, and you guys know that. I'm like, the academy players are there, you want to see academy <laughs> players, but if they're not ready, or if not, they're if they're not, you know, um at a level that they can play with the first team, then you should find out pretty quickly how that goes about. Uh guys, but again, home opener, yeah. What's up?
1: No, sorry. I I just want to throw in th- the fact that you know the Houston Dynamo those, they're building it. For the first team, you know, it's not going to be like maybe last couple years that it was just a bunch of guys that were looking to move up, but they had no chances to move up, you know, because they're already too old uh, to be playing in a first team. You know, if you don't make it to the first team when you're 24, 25, then you might, you know, want to look at, you know, with all due respect, but you might want to look at a different profession in a way, right? Yeah, shout shout out to... uh,
0: Talon Maples over there going to yeah, go hang he out hey <laughs> he's gonna go hang out in New Mexico, man. With, Joe with Joey, there, there you go. Out. And I think that's but a yeah. good move at the end of the day. You know, it's it's a better move than, than some of the other guys we saw, like Papandoye and a bunch of other guys that went to yeah. another MLS Next Pro. That to me that makes no sense whatsoever. But yeah, I agree. Um, it is what it is, type
1: of thing. Yeah, shout out to whoever is doing that over there, which is Kenny and that. <laughs> And the other guy that I'm blanking on his name that yeah. is the Pat of that uh, team.
0: It was uh, was it Roy Roy uh, Lassiter? What was it no, Rod- no, no? Oh, he, he went
1: yeah, to yeah. Carolina.
0: I see, yeah. I see what you are talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The
1: I forgot his name.
0: Yeah.
1: who? What is it?
3: It Calba Coba? Yeah,
1: that oh, guy. Nick.
3: My bad. Yeah,
1: he's like Colback or, Ob- or something like that. I don't know.
3: He's like the Dynamo 2 GM, basically.
0: Yes, yes, he is.
1: They're yes. doing great job. I mean, I don't yeah. know any of these kids, but they're, I mean, from the draft to the guys that they're getting now, they're, they all seem very talented. And, you know, in college,
0: Edgar so said maybe. Nick Koba, So take that. There so you go. go.
1: Shout out. Shout out angry, man. Yeah. But hey, at least we know who we're talking about. We just don't, I'm not good at names. Yeah.
0: Sorry. I thought, I thought you were talking about the guy that, like who was bringing all the players to uh, the Carolina yeah. core. that's what I thought yeah. you were talking about. But no, again, no. Saturday, big game home opener. We hope to see a pretty full stadium. It is against sporting <laughs> Kansas city, uh, which to me, rivalry. it's a bigger rivalry than Dallas at times just because of how many times they played in, in very meaningful games. But uh I guess Justin, let's start with you, man. What what are you feeling about this home opener, man? They're gonna unveil that U.S. Open Cup, probably the last one for an MLS team to win at this point. We don't know. So, uh what are your feelings, man?
3: Yeah, what was it? Last last home game of last year, and now first home game of this year. Both Sporting KC. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Like it, it feels like it feels like if the Dynamo had a rival in in MLS, it's Sporting Kansas City, just because of the. Like you said, the the amount of times they've played them in big, big games. You know, there was the – Sporting Kansas City broke the streak that one year. Um, There have been so many playoff appearances in their last year's game. But this Saturday, it's – I mean, it's – it's Sporting's one of those teams that a lot of people are saying are going to be finishing, you know, top three, four in the West. They're, you know, really good. Polito has found his form last year in MLS. Um, They have some really – are solid just everywhere and they they play a style like kind of like St. Louis did St. Louis is still kind of young but under Vermies like Kansas City knows what the heck they're doing and they do it as well as anyone in the league they started off really bad last year and then they, they were still able to you know make a run to get to the playoffs and then get to you know the second round when the Dynamo took them out um it's going to it's hard to say what's going to happen in this game you know the Dynamo coming off a game midweek Kansas City hasn't played and then the Dynamo looking ahead I know Ben Olsen won't say they're looking ahead but they do have that second leg just three days later uh, against St. Louis so you know do you how do you prioritize guys fitness wise things like that it's gonna I think it's gonna be whatever happens um, it's gonna be one of those games that it's gonna be really fun to watch Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see it.
0: Yeah, I'm excited, and, and there's nothing like a, a good Dynamo game or just soccer at Shell Energy Stadium, which that stadium was already really pretty to me, and now it's just gorgeous, you know, with the new season. A we a lot got. of games there this week. A lot of games. Yeah, you, you had uh, had it pulled up because, obviously, the Gold Cup is happening there. Then you have uh, sporting uh, visiting Saturday. Yeah. And then there's that game Tuesday and then Wednesday
3: as well, right? I think you, you said.
0: Tuesday, uh, Dynamo St. Louis.
3: Wednesday, the... <laughs> the last gold cup games yeah it's gonna yeah. be friday
0: yeah. saturday sunday tuesday wednesday yep there you go that's that's yeah that's a lot of games man crazy um christian and uh what's it called and Manny, both of you have the uh the jerseys for this year man so you have the uh away jersey that purple and then the money you're rocking the uh home jersey um I'm not gonna lie, man. That 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 purple jersey, I, I really dig it. I really dig the purple jersey. And I think what was best was was the uh, was the am um, gonna call it the the dark purple uh, shirt that we were wearing. That's pretty legit. I saw that. I was like, oh, interesting, sure. man. But uh, <laughs> what you think they'll be rocking? Well, then I'm like, where was going with this? I knew I was going somewhere with this. Uh, Kansas City also has a really nice kit, man. I, I dig it too. Probably one of the top five kids for this year uh, 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 uh yeah uh, for the mls I, r- I really like it but um christian man what are you thinking for this game what is it going to look like the intensity will we finally get a full stadium what are you thinking man
1: before i say that let me cheap plug my stuff i did a new episode first episode of cuatro cuatro dos this year check it out it only, uh, check... it
0: only took hey, two it months. It only
1: took two months, but we're here. Hey, you're better late than never. sometimes you gotta wait for the good thing. you know what I mean? Uh, but I'm gonna actually also gonna try to stream every Monday since we moved our, our this from Monday to Tuesdays. I'm gonna try to stream Mondays at 10. So if you're if you're around on Twitch, check it out. Uh but this game, I mean, Dustin brought up a really, really good point, which is you have a kind of you know, go. Go home? No, is it go big or go home? Right, so uh, home. On Tuesday, I mean, you literally you play it's your whole... home at this rate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know, you you play everything there, right? So and and that's also a question that I had for you guys. How important? I mean, for for I guess you know Copa Libertadores people. Copa Libertadores is basically the world, right? But uh, how how important is it the Concacaf Champions Cup to you guys? But I think we're gonna win two one. It's gonna be tight because you know the, going with the whole debt piece. Uh, some there might be a few rotation pieces there. Packed house. I if not sold out, very nearly sold out. I think it's gonna be. I think weather is gonna be good and everything. Uh, it should be nice. But I don't know if you guys want to answer the question now or let Manny answer and then because I want to hear your thoughts, uh, especially Dustin being the the American guy here in the group.
0: It's not important at all for them. They've only won it once. So Mexico wins all the time, basically.
1: So, Dang. <laughs> the slander. No, <laughs> yeah,
0: no, no, no. But I think, I mean, as a region, it, it's very important. I think that uh, just like, you know, it is in Copa Libertadores, of course, like between Copa Libertadores and you have the UEFA Champions League, those are top, top, right, uh, all the way. But uh, when you're re- in your region, I've always said it, man, uh, one thing that is my biggest pet peeve when it comes to a lot of sports, especially when it, in, in America, they always talk about the strength of schedule. But you can only play who you have. You know, you're not going to be able to play Boca or play Barcelona when you're here in this side of the world. So, uh, but everybody wants to be the best, and the only way to prove that you're the best is by playing who's in front of you and. We saw last year, you know, teams like the team from Haiti they came and beat Austin, right? That's a big uh, deal, you know. It, it, you know those those are those little teams are looking for that opportunity to uh, to be have that underdog or Cinderella story. And I think at the end of the day, uh, we know that the competition, uh, especially now, the MLS is getting to a level uh, closer to Liga MX, so. Personally, I think that that a uh, team from the MLS is going to win the this year that that Champions Cup. So um, I want to see it happen. It sucks that like, for instance, the Dynamo have to go through so many different MLS teams. Uh, that obviously, a bunch of them are going to get knocked out in, in that side of the bracket uh, till they probably play like a Tigres or something like that. But that's kind of the way that I'm thinking and the, the importance and Dustin, you can build up on it, too. Uh as well man
3: it, yeah like i was the one that said the open cup was not worth trying for last year <laughs> i'm probably the last person to ask about this <laughs> but, like, it's it,
0: well you know mls listened to you because they don't care either
3: <laughs> i w- i didn't kill the open cup i wanted to. No, the open cup it's one of my favorite tournaments but uh it's it's hard to it's hard to say you know with the champions cup especially like if you look at the dynamos draw it's gonna be really it's a very tough draw like if they if they are to beat st louis on tuesday then they have to play columbus the mls cup (laughs) champions then if they beat them it's probably i think it's like Tigris or somebody Mm -hmm. so it's like when you start to look at that and you kind of weigh it out you know you're like okay maybe maybe going out early and not having as many games isn't that bad of an idea i mean obviously that's not your mindset they mm-hmm. want to win every game the professionals been and those guys are going to want to win every game but yeah it's, it'll be interesting to see how they handle saturday because saturday you want to win that game you know it's it's home game in the league and we know how important home games are for the dynamo and mls because of their road form <laughs> so it, beating Getting three points at home to start the season against a rival, I think is huge.
0: Yeah. And I think surprisingly, there's been a lot of draws for the home openers for the dynamo. I think the last two or three has been, you know, draws for the first match and uh, not the best thing. And I'm sure, you know, the dynamo Twitter first is going to melt everything and burn everything down as they already kind of did yesterday. Wait, the pessimistic attitude.
1: <laughs> with all due respect, people are people are tripping, bro.
0: Uh, no, it's fine. It's fine. But but it's again, it is it's a part of it. But Jesus no, I Christ. think like. For Saturday, I, I'm kind of I, I'm thinking a draw. I don't think they're necessarily gonna s- save anybody because you really can't just because of injuries, right? You could be like, hey, let's red Sebastian Ferreira. Well, Sebastian Ferreira is gonna get like a month or two of, of a you know horse <laughs> so, rest. Yeah, yeah, but uh, that I'm hoping that you just don't lose because more than anything. You, it, Winning is best. Usually the home openings are filled with a lot of people and, you know, no matter how good you did last season, you're starting over to try to win people, you know, back into into the stadium. But, money. let's finish with you and, and then we'll call it a night, man. So, what are you thinking uh, for Saturday?
2: Uh, I think for Saturday, uh, Ben is going to try to do his best to win under the circumstances he has. Uh, I think at the moment, you know, what's what's more better MLS or champions cup. Uh, I think at the moment MLS is your league is your bread and butter. You try and do the best you can. Everyone talks about it. So three points is a good way to start off the season, right? Especially with the injuries you have. Mm-hmm. So I think three points is the most, uh, I will mm-hmm. go for a one zero win and try and do your best to recover it for Tuesday. Uh, I think for, I think for United States people, I think here in Concacaf in in general, it's like we don't have the history. As for the this region, like we don't have the history. Like if you have Champions League and and uh, Copa Libertadores, you have hundreds of years of history. You know, here we just have like what five years, and then we change the name, then we change the other, we change the, other, the history. So you know, it's like there's no history. There's no, and it's like it's hard to incorporate that history with heavy schedules that you know the region has already you know, and then it, is, it, is a, it doesn't uh, help that we complain that it's already busy enough, so so it's, but I think if you're going to focus on one thing, focus on the home opener. That's where everything's right on right now, and you're, from there, you know, if you have a good MLS season, you come back to Champions Cup next next year, you know? Right.
0: Yeah. You, yeah, people can well, play, man. You know. Ch- champ- what is it, the uh, USL Championship? Don't they play, like, 44 regular season games, and then obviously you had all the other tournaments like FA Cup, Carav- what is it? Caraveo Cup and a bunch of other cups in between, man. So, you know, that's not that many games. That's not that many games per se. But Christian, what were you gonna say? And no, because
1: money was like uh just kind of win it this year and then worry and then you know, next year worry like worry next year if you get to the champions cup. But it's gonna be the same thing because <laughs> yeah, next championship. But, Champions but, be but the, the, then the rules gonna change
2: because they're gonna add more teams. Well, they're, they're, probably you know, they always change. Yeah. So it's like You're it's right. like there's no history. There's always yeah, dude, Also, game, also
1: Miami got got a bye yeah. week or whatever. Or like they jumped the. But a, because because what? whoever
2: wants the the MLS Cup, you know, a cup, I mean, get so so a, like a major that's cup, that's not U.S. Open Cup. That's not that's not that's a
0: yeah next next year when uh, Mbappé is playing for the Dynamo like dude it, it's easy <laughs> everything but uh guys thanks again for joining Dustin thank you for for your time I know you're always busy man and you're Matthew welcome and Chris but man I guess <laughs> tell the people how they can connect with us
1: Yeah man uh I, like always uh, bycitysoccer.net you can check out everything there go read the latest uh Joey's Tats. um uh, ratings and go yell at him for his number for his one ratings and you know at the same time i wish him a happy birthday and no but yeah you can check out rudy at rudy segurate three me at gris with alias dustin or dustin richardson with no o or just just get at him at the city twitch talk to or twitch or you know the twitter manny manuela cuatro rodrigo whenever he, we found them we'll let you know what's up with them joey gone. chavala joey chavala ten and then there's a bunch of other people but i don't know their handles so that's where we're gonna die it and kill it there. But BayouCitySoccer Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's really yeah. uh, and look for us uh, at the home thing.
0: opener. We'll probably be doing uh, fan interaction. Yes, so yes, that, that's Very gonna much. be fun. We'll
1: be come be fun. find us. Come we're find probably you. gonna be yeah. We're we're gonna, probably gonna be in one spot, and then we'll let you know where. And then come find us so we can talk to you guys.
0: For real. The closest to the mini booth, right?
1: And then and then this guy. And then <laughs> he's like, I want to do less work. And then Rudy says that I charge five dollars for pictures. They're completely free. I just don't know how to take pictures really well. My wife says I suck. Yeah, actually, well, if you're listening and you
0: find Chris, take a picture and tag him. I want to <laughs> see how many pictures he gets on our home on the home opener on Saturday, man
1: i call i call hey you
0: can't you can't take (laughs) selfies and then send them to your like family members and for them to tag you okay i know you have like five kids and they probably (laughs) all have social media accounts but that doesn't count christian okay
1: hey bro (laughs) let me do my job
0: (laughs) all right guys don't forget to hold it down and keep it forever orange